switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Welcome to the podcast where we flip the switch on everything from spirituality to religion to relationship from self-esteem and identity to whatever you want to talk about. This is your podcast, y'all podcast, the Flip the Switch podcast. We are your host, Mark Augustus and DeAndre Official. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. I ain't sleep that much last night, but it's all good, though. I feel you. I mean, I got more, more sleep than my wife this time, but... I think. Yeah. <laughs> they put Django back on Netflix and I couldn't resist. Ah. Okay. Yeah, we started watching it last night. I see I see what the dilemma was now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Django is, is I would say top uh top five, probably even top three movies on um on slavery. Like that movie was, uh, it's one of my top five movies of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Django. Yeah, I, I, now that you bring that up, I need to go back and watch that again because that mess was dope. It just uh, it has uh, every aspect of a movie that I like. It has action, it has comedy, well written, and a good plot. You know what I mean? So it has all of it, all at once. That's hilarious. You know what I mean? The, the way that they add the comedy into it, it's so good. Oh yeah. And 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 Leonardo with Jamie Foxx, that, that's that's a bad combination. That that is one of the <laughs> baddest combinations in Hollywood history, in my opinion. Yeah, that's not the random opinion for the week. Out. That's not the random opinion for the week. But that's just a that's just a freebie right there. <laughs> oh yeah, if I had, I think it's probably in my top, might be in my top five actors of all time. Oh yeah. Are you talking about uh, Jamie? Leonardo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He can give you. He can give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. He can give you romance. He can give you the hill or the the bad guy. He can give you the good guy. He can give you whatever you want. I think he yeah. literally legit. He can. He's one of the very few actors that can actually legitimately give you any character role. Period. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's. There's, I don't think there's anything that he can't do. Yeah, he got great range. So, um, yeah, man. So speaking of, I will, I'm, I'm going to say something that could be could be very controversial. Okay, with this random opinion. This is the random opinion of the week. Listen for 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 all of our listeners out there. You guys hit us up. Send us your random opinions. Because, again, this is not just our podcast. This is you guys' podcast. So DM us on Instagram. Hit hit us up on SoundCloud, YouTube, in the comments. Give us some random opinions that you guys have. And what we will do is when you guys do that, we will select one each week. And we will mention it. We will bring it up. And then we will respond to it. So random opinions don't have to just come from us. It can come from our listeners. Because, again, this is your podcast. Not just ours. This is yours. So with that said... Michael B. Jordan, okay, in my opinion, is on his way to becoming quite possibly top two black 
male actresses, I mean actors of all time. Of all time? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Time? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why, bro. Listen. This dude, Wait, when, you... what? What? All time. Yes. Like, all time. Yes. Stop throwing... Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Explain yourself. Oh, that's fine. I'm. I'm gonna explain myself. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. This is my opinion. I ain't saying it's facts. It's my opinion. Period. Care what y'all say. <laughs> Listen, Michael B. Jordan, dude. First of all, Creed was amazing, and Creed too. He just. I feel like he he outdid Creed on that. Then this dude went over to Black Panther. As as a evil as a as a as a evil dude, your job is to make sure that nobody likes the character. They're supposed to hate the character. Right? Can we agree on that? Can we agree on that? that, that, way, that technically I, speaking, when it comes down to the, the basics of good versus evil, the evil character is supposed to be disliked. Right? I always like villains. But <laughs> See, that's because you're a villain yourself. So I, I ain't, that's bias. Like that's I like my villains. That's bias. How how good how good they contrast the main guy, the the protagonist. So if they if they contrast them really good, then to me that's a good villain. And I mean, he was a great villain. Uh, so I'm not taking that away from him. He was a great villain. But here was here. Was, I liked him. I actually almost, I almost wanted to side with some of the stuff that he was saying. So that, to me, that's what made him so good. So that that that's what I want. As far as when it comes to Black Panther and that Killmonger role, the way he was able to take the 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 Marvel co- uh, comic character and take real life stuff that's actually legitimately going on right now and mesh the two mm. together. Tell me what actor. Tell me what actor you know that could have did that role that way. Well, I don't know if I want to speak on that role, but I'm that wasn't your original statement. No, 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 no but I'm, but I'm saying, saying, but that that is a factor. That is a factor into what I'm saying. That is a factor into what I'm saying. Every role that he plays, just like, just like if somebody said Denzel is the is the 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 greatest male actor of all time, which I wouldn't disagree with. But what I'm saying is, just like how uh, some people would say Denzel is the greatest actor of all time, you have to factor in each role that he's played to, in order to come up with that. You got to factor in what Leonardo does with every role that he plays in order to come up with that. That's why I don't know how you came up with that. But I said black. I said male black actor. Well, take, I said black male actor, but same thing. I said, but I said, so I, 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 I got a little bit more distinctive. I didn't, I didn't take all actors. I just said male black actors. I can, and I, I said he's on his way. I didn't say that he was there now. I said he's on his way. To being top two, though. Yes. I'm, I'm Absolutely. About <laughs> Absolutely. Dude can dude can do it all. I can name two actors off the top of my head he would not surpass ever. You don't think so? Denzel or Will Smith. He would never you surpass them so? two. You don't think so? Denzel or Will Smith? No. Denzel, I, maybe not. 
But Will, I think so. Yes, I do think so. Will Smith? Yes, I do think so. Will Smith cannot give me what Michael B can give me. He can what? he can play both sides, but he I don't think he can do it as good. You can say what you want. People, I know, I know people going to disagree with me. People going to be bad to talk about he don't know actor and actor. He don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Every, but listen, that's fine. Me. That's fine. But it's my opinion. It's my opinion. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go too hard on him because I like him. You know what I mean? I like but, him. But, if, but uh, legitimately think about I did not really enjoy Creed that much. It was all right. Why did um, you enjoy Creed? It just wasn't that good to me. Just, but why? Just, but why though? I just, I, well, first of all, I don't. I, most sports movies are not good to me. So if, oh, it, so if it's a movie that surrounds itself about sports, most of those are not good. They cheesy, man. People, I, the writing on sports movies is never that good. Um, and, and Creed fit right into that category perfectly. Uh, <laughs> but see, I wasn't talking about the movie. I was talking about him, as in the 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 world. Nah, man, the movie counts. No, he but I'm wrong. saying no, but I'm saying him. He still did his. He still did his thing, though. You no, can't. You can't count that against him. Like he did his can. thing. No. They, they can be a, see, this is why. This is why. This is why. There are some movies. There are some movies that can be not that great. As in, an actor can be so good that you're able to watch the movie through because that actor can't. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Exactly. And he did not do that. What? <laughs> what? It's not what he. Not for me. You tripping? No. You tripping? He's an he's an okay actor. He's good. I don't consider him great. I wouldn't put him in no goat. Like I said, he's on his way. I didn't say that he's yeah, there now. I feel like you're coming from the place of way, this is where he is now, and I'm not saying that that's where he's at right now. But he's on his way two, there. Not, in order to wait, in order to be on your way to top two, you got to surpass other actors to get there. He would never, never surpass Denzel or Will Smith. His never say never, bro. Never say never. Never say else. never. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Okay. Because somebody has to do it. What you, you mean? So you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me that nobody after Will Smith and Denzel in the future is ever going to surpass him, ever. Like nobody will ever be. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, it's possible. So that's it's what I'm saying. Why? Why? He's already had a, good, a gang of movies. So He's what? Been so what? Uh, all right. How many? How before? Before Denzel was considered to be great, how many movies was he in? I had to see. I I I, I would give myself at least. There was at least if I could name three movies. That I saw, what I saw heralding him as, oh, there's, there's nobody greater than him. I, I, I'm not saying he's number one, though. I, I, I rotate them too. But uh, if he was, three movies I can give you that I don't, I just, I haven't seen Michael B. Jordan perform on that level. So, like, if, if, even if we go for a villain, he was a villain, he was Killmonger. He was not, Killmonger was not a better villain than Denzel was in Training Day. But those are two different types of movies. I don't think you can compare the two. Bad guys. Oh, right, but you still, you still, Marvel and Trinity Day is completely different. We're not talking about the movie; we're talking about the acting. But it's still two different things. You have to, you have to, the the evil guy in Training Day has to be portrayed completely different from a guy in Marvel of any Marvel character for that matter, or DC. <laughs> so it, it's, so it's going to have, it's going to go two different directions because of that. 
I don't understand your point. What are, you, what are you trying to say? I don't feel like you can compare the two. Now, if you want to compare something like a... Uh, just basically anything that's not supposed to be in the Marvel or DC area, then yeah, I could go, I could get with you on that. But when it comes to like superpower movies and all that stuff, comparing it to a Training Day, I don't, I can't, I, I don't compare the, uh, the, I don't compare the roles. I don't feel you like they're comparable. <laughs> I don't think that they're comparable. Regardless how good they were, I don't think they're comp- comparable. Now, if you're talking about, if you're talking about from the perspective of just did they bring out from those characters better than what this, then yeah. Uh, that's my point. Oh, well, I, I still, I still don't feel like Killmonger was less than what Denzel did in Training Day. It wasn't better. It was not a better acting job. I don't know. Better I'm gonna tell you. This is why I'm gonna tell you. I More don't know. This this is why I'm gonna tell you. I don't agree with that, because Training Day, he couldn't get me on his side. I was against him. Killmonger, Michael B had me like, yo, like, this dude is making sense. I don't necessarily agree with every uh, every method, but yo, I kind of actually want to like join his 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 side. Well, and yeah, Training Day, he's not doing that. Denzel's so not doing I that. But that's why I, I said wanted, I don't know I if it's necessarily comparable. Join, so I never wanted to join Denzel's side, but I loved how he was acting. Oh, I did too. You can't not love that movie. one. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, that's, that's writing differences. I only wanted to be on Killmonger's side a bit because I kind of felt like them covering up his whole dad dying and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, dang, that's messed up. You know what I mean? That's what kind of pulled me towards Kilmer, I was like, they really did leave him like that. Not his acting. His acting was just, he was just a bad he guy. He had I mean, to help bring out that to, in order for- His best line in the movie is, hey, auntie. There's only two words. That's his best line in the movie. You don't remember any other lines from him. You don't remember a moment where he made you emotional. He's like, come on, what? man. His best Are you line serious? in the movie is, hey, auntie. Are yes. you serious? That's the most memorable line from the movie. Are you serious? Yes. Bro, you need to go back and watch that movie again. What's your most memorable line that he said? Dude, at the end, when, right before he died at the sunset with his cousin. What are you talking about? What'd he say? He said that basically it was better for him to... First of all, first of all, before we get into that part, I'm not. I'm the wrong person to ask for any movie. Literally any movie. <laughs> doesn't matter who it is. I, no, and this is dead serious. It, it doesn't matter who it is or what it's about. I'm not the type of person to remember lines like that. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a quarter. A lot of yeah. people are. I'm not a quarter. Like, I'm the one person yeah. to ask. Even TV shows, I'm not a quarter. I literally would have to, like, actually, like, be more like, okay, wait, what did he say? Like, I have to, like, hone in on specifically what did he say? Okay, and then even probably write it down. Like, I have to sometimes go back to stuff and actually replay it to actually remember what did they say. That's on podcasts, uh, music, TV shows, um, movies, anything you want to talk about. When it comes to, to, to quoting lines, I'm not, I'm not the right person to ask. I can paraphrase lines easily, but as far as quoting word for word to say this is what they said, I'm the I'm not the right person to ask. Now, with that said, at the end of that, he was basically saying it's better to just die than to to and be free than to yeah, I, stay I, yeah, alive I, I and be be you know what I'm saying be in bondage. That I was like, mind. yo, like that, but th- I felt like the way that he said it was like, yo, whew, like man. So you talking about so when you bring up the whole emotional part, you, you can't tell me he didn't do that. 
I, I like that line. But that's why I, I like said at the end of the day, it's my opinion. We of course. We're going to fight over this regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it is what it is. But that's my opinion. I, no, but on the real though, I do feel like Michael B is really definitely I exaggerated top two I just said that to actually just add to, to the argument add fuel <laughs> to the fire but I do feel like Michael B. Jordan is is definitely a great black male actor though like hands down no, he's, he's definitely yeah, a I, great yeah I, I get like when I when 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 I see a new movie come out um and I see that it's him in it uh, I do like I have hope for the movie you know what I mean like I haven't I haven't seen Just Mercy yet Oh, um, you're going to love that but, one. Yeah, but just knowing that he was in it, I was like, okay, you know what I mean? I'll give it a shot. But, I, like, as far as his repertoire of movies, the only role that I've even cared for him in was Killmonger. That was it so really? far. And to me, that, that, is, that is not a, a good Well, Creed, you said uh, that one's kind of biased to a degree, no offense. But just saying, like, <laughs> no, because you said every sports movie for you basically is, like, poorly written. Yeah, including Creed. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm saying his, his acting didn't carry out that bad that that bad writing. I've seen some movies mm. where, like, any given Sunday, Jamie Foxx acting was so good that I liked the movie. I feel you, or, but I feel like yeah. I feel like that's but not Creed. But because I, I, what I do feel like when it came to Creed, I feel like it was the same writers as for Rocky. So I felt like it kind of didn't. Cause I, I kind of feel like what they did was they wa- they wanted to subliminal subliminally talk about Rocky and his career and how it's ultimately ending. Like give him that closure. Yeah. Because if that's what they did in Creed too, they gave him the closure with his son and everything. So I kind of mm. feel like they talked about Creed and his son, but it was to kind of like cover up for what they were really trying to do with Rocky. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that. And I, might, and I, and I actually like Rocky movies. Yeah, I do too. I love the Rocky movies. I'm just a, I'm I'm just a fan like that. But I'm still I'm kind of sort of uh, uh, it. I I don't know. It, it don't take. I mean, I've seen bad acting for sure. Like there are some actors that are just absolutely terrible. Actors, mm-hmm. actresses, terrible. But I I I feel like with Creed, I feel like Michael B carried it carried it out though. Like he he really handled his part the best that he could, and I feel like his best was good enough for me to carry through the movie. <laughs> but we're not talking about Creed by itself. We're talking about yeah, Michael right, Reed. right. His whole I will say too. He, I, 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 he will. I think he will climb the ladder because I think he's going to get better, and I think he may get right. offered uh, better roles. I still I still feel like they haven't really offered him roles. Um, in a way where he's the he's the main guy and he has a plot in the storyline where he has to bring out so many different emotions at once. Um, you know, Creed's close with a, a sports movie. You know, so um, I think I think we might see him do some stuff. But he, like I, I, I want to see Just Mercy. Um, but I think we might see him do some stuff. Well, I will <laughs> say though too, like I will agree with you on, as far as he hasn't had to stand alone by himself yet. Yeah, yeah, not that's, really. that's very unfortunate in a way, but I feel like is what you said. He'll get better. I will say this though, and it and it kind of hurts in a way, but so far, even I've seen um, 
the 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 Netflix TV series, the Netflix series Raising Ryan, I mean Raising Dion, and mm-hmm. he's the father of this of this child of this boy that ends up having powers, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't die. I'm still waiting on season two to really understand what exactly happened. He's not dead, but he's kind of stuck somewhere. So, I mean, his son knows who he is and seen him and all that. His wife, she's seen him. But, like, he he's almost, like, not kind of, like, the main character in a way. It's more so, like, the, the wife, the lady that plays the wife. So, mm. but I, I'm, I'm, bringing that, I'm bringing everything up to say, even in all those different characters, I kind of feel like, He's trying to figure out how not how to not give us the same thing yet, but yeah, being yeah, around yeah. somebody like Jamie Fox, right, will help him out with that. Or even Chadwick Boseman. I think yeah, that, you know, I think because I think Chadwick Boseman so far is a better actor too. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't. I I, I, I won't disagree with you on that. Did you Did you see Twenty One Bridges? Yes, Dude, Dude killed that. Like yeah. I was, I didn't expect that from him. Wait, Twenty One Bridges? No, I thought you said something else. What? But yeah, no, dude, go watch that tonight. I'm taking <laughs> Chadwick, dude. I'm talking like I didn't think I would necessarily get. Well, okay, so let me before I say that I didn't think I would get anything less than Black Panther, but I didn't think I would necessarily get anything better than Black Panther from him. I, really? I honestly, in other roles, in the Twenty One Bridges. I honestly feel like it was a little bit better than Black Panther. I won't say it was like way better, but I do feel like it was a little bit more. I was like, yo, like I just, I just feel like the Black Panther role and then the role in 21 Bridges with him being a detective was two different worlds for sure. But I felt like he gave us something in one that he didn't necessarily give us in the other. And I feel like that's what made the 21 Bridges like, like me even uh, made me like him even more. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Like Twenty One Bridges was like. Have you and seen the trailer? Like, have you seen the trailer? Um, I think I have seen the trailer. If you've seen I, the I trailer, when you watch the movie, you'll you'll you are. If you've seen the trailer, you have one assumption of what type of character his character is. But then when you watch the movie, <laughs> you'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, that ain't this at all." It's like, "Oh shoot!" Like, okay, so the I will say the. With the production and how they put the trailer together, I feel like they did excellent with how they how they made his character seem like one thing in the trailer, but then when you actually watch the movie, it's like, oh, everything comes together. I just but I do feel like there was something there in one character and I, I I gotta pay attention I have to go back and watch both the movies again to really see, okay, what did he give me in Black Panther? That wasn't necessarily given in Twenty One Bridges, but in Twenty One Bridges he gave it to me, and that's what made me like like him more. I could specify that a little bit. Have you seen the James Brown movie? The, wait, the who? James Brown movie? No, I have not seen that yet. Yeah, I see it. See, I, and, and that's see that's what I mean. He, just, I, I haven't seen Twenty One Bridges, but it sounds to me like when he takes on a role, he transforms. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I don't even know that's Chadwick Boseman anymore. When I'm watching the James Brown movie, I still know that's Michael B. Jordan. Like I, I know it's him. He, he doesn't. He doesn't change much. <laughs> so, I mean, right you know now, I mean? Like, but I, I think he's. I think he's. I think he can get into that though. I think he's still got plenty of time. He's still. I, I think young. he can too. 
Yeah. I mean, like you said, being around somebody like Chadwick and then Jamie Foxx, like if you if you're learning from them, I don't see how you couldn't get that. Like, yeah. How you couldn't learn that and figure that out. So that, but at the end of the day, I still feel like he's he's definitely uh, like I said, the, me saying the whole top two thing was me to add fuel to the fire. It wasn't really a legit <laughs> opinion, but I do feel like he's a he's. Definitely one oh, of the you, greatest. You got the right reaction. <laughs> He's definitely one of the greatest. I just want—I told you I like the whole argument thing. Sometimes I like to play the—you know—let me add some fuel to this fire. But I do you feel like he's definitely—like I do feel like he's definitely one of the greatest. Uh, um, like I do feel like he'll be—he'll be considered in the long run one of the greatest male actors we've had, especially as far as black actors at that. I feel. All right, man. What you got for the highlight for the so, week, bro? Highlight of the week. Sorry, I know we took forever. <laughs> I want to, it's all good. Um, Dang, yeah, we took I want to highlight my boy Kev on stage. Uh, I will be real brief about this. One of the greatest inspirational guys that I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know personally, but I feel like I do because I pay attention to almost all his content. Uh, he has been giving me, I mean, I, always, I already had him up there high as uh, somebody to pay attention to, somebody to learn from. The way that he takes over the internet, I mean, he, he's killing the internet game. Uh, oh, yeah. Work ethic is ridiculous. As a matter of fact, he's the, one of the reasons why I podcast. He put out a video a while ago. Oh, yeah. About people getting on him about making so many podcasts. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, now I got to. You know what I mean? So I, I'm with him on that, you know? So, yeah, I, I love Kevin on stage. And the reason why I'm highlighting him, though, he has been giving me great quarantine content. I mean, the quarantine has not stopped this guy. It's new shows consistently, and they're still hilarious. So I, he's I unstoppable. Be holding it down during the quarantine, man. He's been holding it down. Oh, he's 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 unstoppable. Yeah, he's, he's legitimately one of the very few uh, comedians and just just people, just like podcasters and everything that he's done when it comes to entrepreneurship. This dude is one of the very few that is like, yo, you got to share this content. Like, yo, you got to tap you in heard with the Ka- Aska podcast. The who? Aska. No, what is that? One of the greatest podcasts ever. You got to listen to it. They they bring different people in from different professions, and then just ask them how it is to be inside that profession. So they've had like Ask a, a prison warden, Ask a war hero, Ask a porn star. Ask a transgender person. Oh, it's, damn. It's, they just ask so everybody. Yeah. Okay. They just bring I'll... everybody on there and they ask questions. He, he talked about how he got crucified by the church for the Get on there. transgender and ask a gay person. Yeah. He said, the, the church got on his case about those. He said, but he just, you know, you're supposed to want to have conversations. Right. How are, we supposed to, how are we supposed to make a change if we never have a conversation? Right, and so uh, let's let's go ahead and transition that into identity. The one yeah, of the, man. One of the identities of the church is so is, is judgmental. One of the false identities. That's one of them false identities that they decided. Oh, we're gonna take this on and we're just gonna roll with it. Man, yeah, listen, man. I the the first identity that actually caught. I feel like that really caused all that ultimately was religion mm. I mean well I guess ultimately ultimately it was sin that came in but I mean as far as like if you're talking about just taking on I- an identity that's not yours it started with religion organized religion mm. particularly speaking 
Not so much religion in itself. Because if we get to what religion actually is, religion itself is not actually bad. It's actually something that is approved by God because ultimately it's just a practice of something that you just commit to, that you're committed to, to make sure that this is what I want to do every day or every once a week or whatever. Like this podcast is a religion for us. Yeah. Like we do this. This is our, our, we our do it religiously. Yeah. So, so there's definitely some things that God is approving of that, you know, when it comes to, for instance, nonprofits that religiously shelter homeless people. That is their religion. Mm-hmm. They believe in sheltering the homeless. They believe in shelter. That that's that's an approved religion by God. Or or, or an approved religion form of religion by God, right? This whole organized religion in the sense of coming to and I'm not knocking it because I don't think it's a bad idea. But I think that it has gotten in the way of people seeing God for who he truly is. I believe it's gotten in the way of having a relationship with self, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, having a relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. I say that because you get into this false identity of being judgmental. Mm-hmm. That's just one of them. That we just talk about one of them right now. Yeah. If I'm raised up in church, organized religion, there's a very high chance that I'm going to see other people that's not living like me and oh, because they're not living like me, oh, you're a healer. Oh, you you're a sinner. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And you you get to judge it and you assume because they're doing certain actions, let's say it's a it's a it's a young lady on the street walking, you know, selling her body. We don't know if she's in sex trafficking or not. Mm-hmm. So we assume because we see her a certain way, dressed a certain way, that, oh, she don't care nothing about herself. She don't have no respect for herself. But if you've never been in her shoes, how, how do you know what her situation really is? And if you don't know her situation, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how am I supposed to be able to just cast judgment and then the truth of the matter is some of these women they're in sex trafficking but because we don't see certain things happening along with that in the moment when we see that young lady it's like oh I know exactly what your situation is you just don't care nothing about yourself that's not true at all yeah I I mean and the thing is if you thought that she didn't care about herself then why not be a friend Right. You know what I mean? Why not be a person to, to help out, to, to get close to? And we just simply don't don't think in that fashion, man. Right. Uh, with the church, the church at large, and this is, we don't we have a reputation for not thinking like that. A crazy story, uh, real short. Um, when I was teaching, I, my, my old co-teacher that used to teach with me one time, we were studying scripture for a class, and it was the Book of Revelation. And there was that scripture where uh, Jesus was talking about the church that was lukewarm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there hot, be hot or be cold, I'm, or I'm spit you out of my mouth. Uh, and she asked me, she said, do the lukewarm people go to hell? Ooh. And I was like, you know, I said, that's, 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 that's a good question. You it know, I, it doesn't necessarily say that. And But her, her statement afterwards was got me. She said, well... They they need they should go to hell because it's messed up that I would do all this work of being good. They could be lukewarm and then still go to heaven too. I was like, <laughs> wait, 
What? So, so uh, okay, wait, wait. Let's back up. Let's back up because that's one of those. I don't want. I'm not gonna say false statements. That's one of those misconceptions about living for Christ or following Christ is people are stuck in the the age of the law of the Mosaic mm-hmm. law and not living in the era of grace mm-hmm. like I don't I, I, I'm not saying that we don't have to do things that are good like you know what I mean like perform good actions or anything like that because that's part of just having a good moral belief mm-hmm. but even my good moral belief system is flawed to a degree. So, whether I'm doing good today and then falling tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm doing nothing but good. I'm just always going out feeding, feeding the hungry and sheltering you know, the homeless and you know, doing all these really good moral things. That's not what gets me into heaven. That's not what gets me into the kingdom of God. My faith in the the works of Christ is what gets me into that. Is what gets me into heaven. Right. Gets me into the kingdom of God. So this whole thing of thinking that oh because I'm not doing what they're doing, I'm just working too hard. So they shouldn't go to what? Yeah, I mean the, like, the whole degree of, of wanting a group of people to go to hell. Period. That just right. Like why why would you want them to go to hell? Uh, so that that kills me. That's why the whole Heaven and hell theology, man, it, it makes people judgmental. I think yeah. so. Like when heaven and hell becomes the focal point of our whole faith, mm-hmm. and it makes people judgmental. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. I, I, I had to, I had to say that real quick. <laughs> I had to go there. I na- well, I've I've heard of some stuff before, but I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> that that was a very interesting uh, right. statement. It, it stuck with me. It stuck that with was, me. That was like. So listen, I, I I think so. We're we're on this subject right now. We try to make sure that people have a better understanding of who they are, so they can have a better understanding of how to operate in life, right? Right. So let's let's we're not recapping, but we in a sense we kind of some things that we are saying today may have been said last week or the week before. Like for instance, the foundation of all identity, the foundation for any human being that comes onto this earth is made from, it is a clone of, so to speak, the image and likeness of God. That is basically the characteristics of God, of who God is. Now he did not decide to share every bit of characteristics that he has with us. Like we can't be in multiple places at one time necessarily, right? Like, if I wanted to create a, a, a method or a system, some type of mechanical device or something, to do that, to kind of help me see things in multiple places at one time, yes, but I can't physically be everywhere at one time. Right? right. That's, that's God. He can be omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time, doing everything that he do. At, you know, he can work in you, in your life right now, and at the very same time, in the very same moment, be working in my life and do what, whatever he's going to do. Right? Right. So we don't have that ability. Um, we can create resources. We have the ability to create resources that can to, that can reach out into other areas of the world, but we ourselves can't be there. So that's just an example to say 
we have to understand we are representatives of God we we do reflect and mirror God in some ways and because of that it's important for us to understand who God is better if we can get if we can get a clearer picture of who God is who what he does how he operates his characteristics then we could have a better understanding of who we are because that is the foundation the very foundation of our identity right yeah people are supposed to look at us and think about God that's a representation of God you are his image here so the only but the only way you can do that is by knowing who you are yeah yeah that um that is that that's I think that's the other misconception too is a lot of people feel like they know who they are and they don't know as much as they know about themselves like mm-hmm. whether they grow I think when it comes to growing up in organized religion it's thinking because I do all these great things I'm just a good person oh I'm good I ain't got to do nothing else I'm I you know but some of those same people be the ones that hold on to uh, to unforgiveness and are very bitter, mm-hmm. mean, turn their nose up. It's like, so you forgot where God brought you from. That's right, what helps right. me to to. That's what helps me to to be humble. Cause I'm not always humble, but then I'll get that reminder like, yo, you don't remember when you did this? Like, dude, come on now, you came from that. So just because you came from that, don't mean. You have every right now to judge other people and just like call them out on their stuff like that. Like, no, pray for them. Ask God to give them the same grace and mercy that he had on you in your situations. Because they don't realize, most people, I really truly believe most of us, if not all of us, don't always have a a really well-rounded understanding of what our actions do and the consequences of them. We just think, oh, I'm doing it in this moment I'm not hurting nobody especially if it's something that's not in a way or it's not in the way that we think it's hurting other people we think like oh I'm good I ain't hurt nobody it's not killing nobody it's not putting nobody in the ER it's not ending a relationship it's not you know getting in in somebody's marriage and things like that so I'm good I you know I'm not I'm not I'm not no cheater or I'm not no mistress or I'm not you know the other man or I'm not you know a thief or I'm not you know this or that so because I'm not none of those things I'm good I, I could I could turn my nose up for you all I want because I'm not doing what you're doing <laughs> but, yeah, but I always, whenever, yeah. whenever people start comparing themselves to other people what other people do I always try to remind them because I have to get reminded myself that Jesus is your standard though you know, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what other people do. Yeah, you might not do what they do, but they're not your standard. Uh, it's not who you should be comparing yourself to as far as goodness is concerned. Right. And it's your standard. So, like, so you'll always fall below the standard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like that. That's that's. I think that's crucial to to remind yourself of where you come from. Because if you can remember where you come from. And how good God was to you in those situations, I truly believe you can remember. Oh, you know what? Let me not just be so quick to 
to judge a person in their situation. Sometimes we don't even know what the situation is, like I was saying earlier. Like, we legitimately just don't know. And that's because people are private, you know what I mean? And and they have every right to be private. Mm-hmm. If you don't, especially if you don't know or if you've never walked that mile before, you really have, you really shouldn't have anything to say. Like, ever. But even if you have, that would be the time to say, yo, I've, I've been down a similar path or I've been down a parallel path or whatever so I have some understanding of what it's like to be in your shoes but even every story is still distinctive to another like mm-hmm. I could I could grow up for okay for instance like Brandon P and for those that don't know who Brandon P is he's a he's a Christian hip hop artist and in his song off the record he says Grew up like a preacher kid. He said, "Grew up like a preacher kid." Had to uh, basically he, he he see that's what I'm talking about. I'm not a quoter, <laughs> but he said he grew up like a preacher kid. And then I think if I'm not mistaken, he said had to uh, he had to basically kind of like grew, he grew up kind of like in the sense where he felt like he had to kind of like hold things in, basically mm-hmm. kind of deal with things on his own, like in isolation. And that's what it seems. That's what it seems to be with most preacher kids is that they kind of have to grow up being like this perfect child because their parent is an elder or a teacher or something in some form of leadership role in the church. So they grow up. Oh, ugh, I got to grow up with this, you know, with this perf- this perfect image like I can't do no wrong in everybody's eyes and if they find out that's bad like I gotta make sure nobody sees it so mm-hmm. um, I grew up kind of with the same complex or the same syndrome where it was like yo because my parents uh, you know my dad was the head deacon of the church if I'm not mistaken he still is but he was the head deacon of the church for like a, 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 a while you know and then my mom she was you know operating in the church she was the the, the choir director and you know, they just did a lot of stuff in the church. They had a lot of responsibility. So that by itself, even though nobody's necessarily telling you you have to be this, you just kind of automatically kind of take on that that identity, so to speak, and you like, yo, I can't let nobody see what I'm doing wrong. So, you know, and, and that's just... But, we, but me and Brandon P still have a distinctive story that's not just like the other. Like, his story is still definitely going to be similar to mine in that fashion of just taking on that syndrome but then I guarantee you there's going to be a huge difference between us two right so not everybody's story is the same like people have to realize your story is not going to be everybody else's story and that's okay that's what helps make us that's what helps us to be who we are today people not comfortable with that though they want to you know people want to it's like the, the, the phrase goes Misery loves company, mm-hmm. and it's like most people are not comfortable with being by themselves, especially when it comes to misery. Right. I think it's I think it's the same thing even when it comes to happiness because you want to share it with other people, you want to be around other people when you have it. But I think it's worse when it's something that's miserable for you, and if you don't know how to deal with that misery then you don't want other people around you to be miserable too. So you so they so you won't feel alone in that. It makes you feel better. Right, it does. 
It's just like if you get an F in class and you look around and see who else got an F. Right. Like, oh, you fell too? All right, all right. Or if you're late to your job. If you're late to your job. Yeah, you want to be like, oh, they came in, they, oh, they right behind me. Well, at least I wasn't five <laughs> minutes late. I was only four minutes late. It's All like, you feel what? About yourself. right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a habit. It's a habit that we have. Uh, but speaking of stories, let me tell mine uh, real quick. I think that as you brought up, I think two points that fit into my story. One of them was the idea of forgiveness. Mm, um, yeah, that's really how I had to re kind of kind of rebrand myself, rebuild my identity um, because it was steeped in bitterness towards my dad. So I wasn't raised by my dad. I was in a single mother household. I think the first time I met him was when I was like six years old. He came in the house. I was taking a bath, and he was like, "Come on, let's go." I didn't know who he was. And I was like, "Who is this?" Dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picked me up and took me to his house. Um, That's the first time I met him. And I looked, shortly after that, I, I moved to Louisiana. I came and visited California a few times. So I, I've been with him a few times. So I knew who he was. Mm -hmm. um, but he just wasn't active in the life in my life. He wasn't consistently talking to me, consistently having conversations. And when I got, I think probably about like 16 years old, I think I was probably about 16, we had a conversation on the phone one time. Um... And if anybody knows how child support works, then as long as the kid is in school, the parent has to pay child support if they're on child support. And so I didn't graduate on time. I did extra year in high school. And he brought it up while we was on the phone. He was like, yeah, man, you know, when you failed that year, I had to pay more child support. I'm like, Dang. oh, yeah, with no homework assignment. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? Like, how you, how you get mad at me <laughs> right. about feeling in school? Like, as if you tutoring me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I was pissed, man. Uh, we got into an argument, and I hated him. Like, I hated him after that day. Dang. Uh, and I, I, you know, I was already rapping back then. I made this song about him. I, I still, oh, I still get, yeah, I still got it, too. It's somewhere around what? here. I, I might let you hear it. I'm about to say, uh, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'm about to be messy and ask you, can I listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because we're friends, though. Not because I... If I didn't know y'all, I wouldn't even think that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that happened, and he got sick when I was probably about, like, 22. Yeah, that's when I moved out. So he he got sick. I got word that he was sick. I got a phone call from one of my aunts told me that he was in a hospital. And I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know, like, if I was supposed to go and cuss him out for the last time, you know what I mean? Damn. Like, get everything off my chest uh, to make sure he heard it before he passed. Like, those were the kind of thoughts that was going through my head. And crazy story, I'll tell you how prayer works, how God works. I was working at a hotel at the time. And I remember my mom dropped me off at work that morning. And she asked me, she was like, do you think you might get any vacation time to go see your dad? Um, and one thing, uh, if you're co-parenting, don't slander the other parent in front of your kids. Even though I still had that bitterness towards my dad, it didn't multiply because my mom didn't carry any bitterness mm. towards it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like good, she yeah. would get mad at moments, 
you know what I mean? It's like, like if he didn't do something that she asked for specifically, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like every time she mentioned him, she had something bad to say. You know, she was always trying to tell me to still love him. You know what I mean? That's, that's still your dad. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so shout out to her for doing that because it could have been worse. You know? Yeah, for real. Uh, so she asked me that. And I was like, I was working in a hotel. I was like, man, you don't get no vacation time. Um, crazy thing was, I dropped down to my knees. I prayed, like, when I was working, one of the first times I really prayed. Uh, crazy thing, God talked to me through a secular song, uh, Tupac, Unconditional Love, was the song I was listening to. And it hit me, like, ah, oh, I need to have unconditional love. You that know is know? interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I started, I started praying, and um, I got fired that wow. same day. Um and crazy thing was, I got fired for being on the phone. It's crazy because the supervisor that fired me, she used to allow us to be on the phone. So I was like, why? You know what I'm saying? Why you fired me for being on the phone? I'm used to, we always on the phone. But I knew it was God. It was the one time that I got, I got fired and I knew it was God. I was like, okay, God did this because I asked God, what should I do? Um, and later on, she told me that the guy who had my position before me simply came back to work and my boss wanted to rehire him. So they had to figure out a way to get rid of me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember my mom picked me up from work that day, and I remember going back to the car like, oh, I got vacation time. <laughs> I got vacation time in the world. Uh, I can go. And so uh, I went to California. When I got here, uh, I started hanging around his friends. So his friends, they all knew who I was. They still kind of stayed in the same neighborhood. Uh, you know, my dad was gang affiliated. So the the, the people that usually the gang affiliated, they don't move out the hood. They, they right. stay there. Yeah, usually. They, yeah. They, they, were, they were still there. And we would have a conversation just like about my dad's past because they knew that he was sick. And they were just telling me about how he grew up. And I swear, it was like he lived my life before me. Right? Mm. And so that's when God revealed to me, whoever you don't forgive, you become. I started to become him because I couldn't stand him. You know, I, I didn't realize that it was taking place in my own life. Damn. From the way he fought, from the, the rendezvous with women, everything, it sounded like me. It was scaring me when it was telling me stories. I was like, oh shoot, really? Um, and it, right after that, I say a few days later, I went to the hospital to go see my dad. He was he was like, he had tools to to his neck. He was gasping for air, he couldn't talk at the time. Wow. And I looked at him and God told me, he said, if you do not change, you will die just like that. Just like that. You're going to go out just like that. And wake up call, man. So I, I one more event happened before the, before the major event. I met an aunt that I didn't know I had, one of his sisters. She came to come visit him because he was sick. I met her. She was a stage four cancer survivor and a believer. And she was having a conversation with me about how she survived cancer. Long story short, she said that one day she heard demons tell her to die and she reached out to God so that she can live. Uh, she was, yeah, so she said she cried out to God, felt the peace that she never felt before, and she's been alive since then. Dang. And so those two things hit me. It was like, oh, God, you must be trying to say something to me. You know what I mean? Like something must have to change. So I had this moment with him. I had a conversation with him just a little bit before he passed, and I forgave him. Uh, I told him exactly how I feel. I told him about all the reasons why I was mad at him. Uh, on top of me and him getting into it, I was mad at him because my my brother, my brother's serving life in jail right now, and I, I blamed him for it because he didn't help raise my brother. My brother lost his mom when he was young, and he didn't step in. 
So I blame him for that too. I just said everything to him. And it sounded like a movie. All he did yeah. was like he squeezed my hand and like a little tear came out of his eye. That was his only response. Sometimes I still wonder to this day like what he would have said if he could talk. Yeah. Um, but you know, I never got to hear an actual response. That's why I tell people now, like, move on forgiveness quickly because you don't want to wait until they can't respond. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's what ended up happening to me. But it changed my life. I mean, I came from my identity being gang-affiliated. Um, I was stealing. I was lying. I was cheating. I was everything that you could say that's wrong with a young black man in America. I broke the law consistently mm-hmm. to husband, father, minister. You know what I mean? Like, it completely flipped over off from forgiveness. Right. You know? So when you move out of the pain that's inside of your life, then it flips your identity closer to what God has created you to be. I didn't fully still know myself, but I knew that I wasn't supposed to be that guy. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to be the guy that hated his dad because it, it built hatred towards other people and it built hatred towards myself. You know? Um, so, Wait, can you yeah, say that last part again? I said it built hatred towards other people and it built hatred towards myself. Yeah. So so part of your kingdom identity, uh, we kind of explained it a little bit. I, I see kingdom identity. A kingdom is uh, when you rule over a circumstance and you make sure that circumstance is growing. So one of the quotes I would say to keep with you as part of your kingdom identity is to continuously walk in the confidence of growth. Mm. You walk in the confidence of growth. Um, and you can't do that with bitterness in your heart. You can't do that with, with hatred in your heart. You can't grow holding on to something in the past like that. Right. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. Real quick, before we move on into that, I need to shout out my wife because <laughs> we decided to uh, to to swap roles or not swap roles, but swap out our scheduling. So normally. I work at what I call the graveyard shift, right? The graveyard shift is because of my daughter. She is four months now. Oh, Lord, wait. Am I right? Yeah, four months now. Should be five months in uh, in May. But uh, because of her and her sleeping, uh, her bad sleeping habits. Yes, I did. I did say that my princess got some bad sleeping habits, okay? <laughs> um, but she do. And because of that, she sleeps pretty much all day long. She pretty much only wakes up to eat. And then she goes back to sleep, Okay. So at night, it's pretty much she's she'll sleep, but she'll be up for like hours mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So I was like, well, let's do it like this. I'll get some sleep before like before 10 o'clock at night. Get, if I can get like three to four hours of sleep before 10 o'clock at night, I can stay up all night. That's So I work the graveyard shift, right? Mm-hmm. So we decided last night. Oh, she was like, babe, you go ahead and you go to sleep. Just sleep till about four in the morning. And then you wake up, you get her, all that. Cool, right? Now, my wife decided, yes, and I'm low-key, I'm saying this, okay? I'm getting trouble, whatever, okay? We're going we gonna to debate this thing later. My wife decided to get my sons some melatonin. It's a, uh, and, and to mix it with, to mix it with Epsom salt. Now, both of these um, things that we have is for babies, like it's for kids toddlers and stuff so we got the epsom salt for the for the uh for the toddlers for the for my boys and then the 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 bubble bath that we have is it has 
melatonin in it. And then the lotion that we just got them has melatonin in it. That melatonin is basically to help kids go to sleep that have trouble going to sleep at night. My mm-hmm. oldest especially, he has really like issues going to sleep at night if he takes a nap during the day. Especially if it's not, if it's anything past 1 o'clock in the afternoon and he takes a nap, he's going to have a hard time going to sleep. I don't know why, but that's just is what it is. But it seemed like ever since we started using that a couple of nights ago, now they start waking up earlier than what they normally would. Like yesterday, my my oldest woke up at four thirty in the morning. I was like, okay. Then this morning he woke up again. It was like six something. I was like, okay, cool, all right. But then his brother woke up. So now all three of my kids are up. I'm sure somebody's sleep by now. I'm sure my daughter's sleep by now. But both my boys they up for sure. So my wife. She only got about three hours of sleep this morning because of that. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her for holding it down in the house, letting me come down, record this podcast with you. And uh, yeah. So now with that said, you just mentioned about getting things out the way, things like unforgiveness. And so I also want to bring out people got to learn, including myself. Um, there are plenty of people out there. We have to learn. How to not allow things like pride, shame, guilt, bitterness, anger, rage. Like we gotta learn how to move things move these things out of the way so that we can have a clearer picture, so that we can see things through God's lenses and not our own. Mm-hmm. There's a whole scripture that says to lean not onto our own understanding, but to lean onto God's. And in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Yeah. We think that we know more and know better than what we actually do. Right. Like, we think, oh, because we have certain experiences already, that we just know what's best for even our own selves. And the truth of the matter is, we don't even know ourselves well enough to really know what's best for ourselves yet. We start, right. It's like a child who they can start getting you know to whatever and they think they know what's best that's that that's that's like when 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 we become teenagers or when we became teenagers we kind of felt like we knew more than what we realized we knew right right we just think oh and then we think and especially like really good parents sometimes some of the best parents are overprotective or they just shelter they're not necessarily overprotective but they do shelter and that's not necessarily a bad thing i i would rather i think it's that's one of those best not the best but that's one of those occasions or that's one of those times in life where the it's better to be safe than sorry phrase comes out and into play and I think that that's really a good thing especially for children yeah because I'd rather see my kids safe than in the ER because they got gang affiliated or because they decided to go off and do something that they shouldn't have did and now they're dead or now they're you know in jail or now they're in trouble with somebody on the street or whatever like you know or they're in trouble with the police or whatever but it's better it's better to be safe than sorry so it's 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 we we got to stop thinking that we know better than what we actually do and realize how badly we actually need God to help us to see life, to see people, to see children, to see situations through his eyes. Yeah. Because we'll see people that hurt us and just assume that they hurt us just to be malicious. Hurt people hurt people. 
I'm not saying that that's always the case. There are some times when some people are just being malicious. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that that's everybody. And I think that we have to learn how to see things through God's eyes so that way we can see the heart of what happened. And I'm not saying it, it I'm not saying that that excuses any bad behaviors or any wrongdoings because it doesn't. The person still has a choice in the situation. But what I'm saying though too is you can only do what you know to do. Right. Now that's not talking about extreme circumstances like for instance, some extreme circumstances would be like Hitler, right? That's that's right. a very extreme circumstance, but that is something that I I would not ever make a a justification for, even to say we don't know the heart of the matter, even though we yeah. still don't. Like, sometimes like, I tell sometimes I tell my wife like you know I'll be like well that's that's how that person was raised or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, that's not an excuse, but it is a reason for you to not take it personal. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Not an excuse for their behavior, but a reason for you to not take it personal. And I, I will say this too. I do believe with that in mind, when we see cases like, ah, I forgot the name of the case, but the, the one with the, the female police officer, and then I think it was the brother or or the sister or whoever it was I forgot but the the person that forgave the female officer for shooting the the guy in his own apartment oh yeah that yeah, yeah. that I, I forgot the name of the case and all that but for 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 them to actually go and dang I didn't realize we actually had our time um for yeah. that to actually go and her actually I mean them actually um, forgive her mm -hmm. that that to me says you was able to see the situation through God's eyes and not hold on to that anger and actually let that go and forgive. Yeah, I know it took a lot. Yeah, it did. I'm sure. It took a lot of letting go of self and taking more of God's character, of God's identity. Mm -hmm. So we definitely going to pick this up next week for sure because I wanted to get more into that. But listen, man, enjoy your day. Uh, for those uh, that maybe this was your first time, Hit us up in the comments on YouTube or hit us up on SoundCloud, Instagram. DM us uh, at DeAndre Official um, uh, at Mark Augustus ENT. And listen, we're going to come back next week and we're going to finish this conversation. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk more about identity. Right. Yeah, I mean, y'all just heard how my flip got switched. I mean, how my switch got switched. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how bad, that's how great it was, Flip. Wait, wait, <laughs> that's how right, much man, light is shining in your life, bro. Alright man, we out man. Flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. My name Ray Flip. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. I flipped the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the